Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, hello there and happy July, end of July for us. Whenever you're listening to this and wherever you're listening Can to this. Can you believe, Linda, the summer is, what would you say, half gone? Two-thirds oh, gone? Oh, yeah, two-thirds. Wow. Gone. Now I count September as part of summer. No, you no. can't. No. Can't do that. We're two-thirds gone. <laughs> but we have had a wonderful time. We hope you have. And welcome to Iris on the Road. Now, Linda, drink your vitamins right there. Every morning I, I do a smoothie and I have to sort of force Linda to drink it. <laughs> but it's got everything good in it. It's got all the vitamins you need. It's got protein. It's even got turmeric. Mm-hmm. How's that taste? Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> Man, I do get well fed in the mornings. Turmeric. I'm kind of getting used to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, a great little herb. We have got a three letter lesson for you today. Those of you who follow us and listen regularly know we're up to we're up to three letter lesson number twenty-eight, Linda. Mm. And we're working on a book about three-letter lessons, little word pegs, little just short words that remind us of a whole body of thought that we ought to keep in our minds because we want to perfect the inner inner. We want to work on who we are, on who we're becoming. And this is a great one. You're going to like this three-letter lesson today. But before we jump into it, let us just quickly mention two books that are on our minds. I've just finished a book. It's just barely in the stores or coming on. It's a Deseret book, deseretbook.com called No Divisions Among You. And it's actually 14 essays by 14 of the best writers we know. And they're all about unity. And surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, they're all about diversity and how important it is in the church or in the community particularly in this case in the church, to have diversity, but also to have unity. And I want you to remember that title, No Division Among You. And Linda, I know you want to say a quick word about what Linda spent the whole summer doing. <laughs> Actually, this we took I took on a lot more than I realized at the first of this, but wow, I've had so much fun uh, reminiscing and passing this on and having a good time with it. And that is, we've talked about this before on the show, but it's called My Seventh Summer, Tale of a Sheep, a Sheepman's Daughter. And it is so fun. It's my dear friend, Eve Crane Dayton, who passed away last summer on August 22nd. We're getting close to a year. It's amazing that I mean, I, we've mentioned this before, miracle after miracle happened that you can publish a book within a year. You have to admit that. Well, it is. That's amazing. And and that was the sort of the dying wish of this dear friend of yours, Linda. And Linda has worked harder on this book than any, any of her own books. My <laughs> Seventh Summer on Amazon by Eve Crane Dayton. So well, it's easier. Out. I have to say it's easier to promote someone else. Yeah, that's for your, sure. Promote yourself. So why don't you but, promote me more then? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're part of me. And so that makes <laughs> okay. it hard. But it's on Amazon. Go take a look at it. You will love it. We are having, we gave it to every one of our children who could read at the reunion this year. 
and all of our daughters are enjoying it and it is just so fun so go to amazon read it and then put a review on okay and here is today's three letter lesson number 28 in the series i think you'll like it it's just one we've been intrigued with for years and thinking about for years and drum roll the three letter word is who w-h-o we're not talking about the rock group. We're not talking about Doctor Who. We're talking about this wonderful word, who, which is usually used as a question and which promotes all kinds of different thoughts. So let us start out by me asking you a question, Linda. If someone says to you, who are you? There are so many answers oh, you could so give, especially in your case, honey. But what would you say? If, what What if you could only say one thing? Or what if you could, should we make it three? Should we make it five? Should we make it ten? <laughs> Who are you? Boy, uh, that question promotes more self-introspection and questions about priorities and questions about your identity and who you are trying to become so many things right oh it really is so many things the first thing that popped in my mind because i been reading the scriptures this morning is that i'm a daughter of god and that there's deity in me it is and it needs to be used it needs to be um exercised because well i'm here to help other people i mean that's that's my job, I feel, to um, expand, extend myself, but also expand myself because I am expected to be a daughter of God. Ooh, you just sort of subconsciously did that alliteration, extend and expand. Yeah, that is that is what it's about because I feel like I am extending myself and I have expanded just through this little project myself in ways that I never thought I could. Well, you couldn't answer, you couldn't argue with with that as your first answer, a daughter of God, a son of God, a divine, a, a divine spark. I, of course, thought your first answer would be, I'm Richard's wife. Of course, of course. Be. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, my first answer is, I'm Linda's husband. <laughs> of course. Which often is the case when we, um, you know, someone will say, hey, you're Linda's husband. <laughs> I'm like, that's Not a many. great introduction. Not or even better yet, a lot of our, uh, w w this happens more and more often now. I mean, you know, when when we were in our writing prime and people really knew our names across the country, a lot of our kids would say, oh, I always get asked, am I Richard and Linda's daughter? And Am I Rick, Rick and Linda's son? And now the tables are turned. And so often someone will say, yeah. hey, are, are you guys Shawnee's parents? Are you, are you guys Sadie's parents? Hey, are you Jonah's parents? You know, and we <laughs> love that. That's that's a great identity. And it's a great answer to the question, who? Um, I mean, I'm I am a husband. I am a father. I am a grandfather. They're, they're all great answers to the question, who? I'm a son of my father. I'm a spiritual sibling. Who are you? How's this for an answer, Linda? Who are you? 
I am a spiritual sibling of every person on this earth, every person I meet, anywhere I go, anyone I pass on the street, I am their spiritual sibling. We are all children of Heavenly Father. That's that's a pretty expansive answer to the question who. Yeah, and I, uh, gosh, I was going to get this quote ready because I need it for something this week. Anyway, I love the G.K. Chesterton quote about making yourself feel smaller and smaller yeah. and then go out onto the street and realize that you're walking by splendid strangers who have so much to give if you just knew them. If yeah. you could just stop and figure out um, who they are, uh, they're all beautiful people. So who are you? There's also, <laughs> does that make you think of, we, we have a series many of you listen to because it's become popular around the world called Alexander's Amazing Adventures. And it's a, <clears throat> it's dramatized stories, audio stories with music and adventure and so on that, that a group of artists did that expanded our book, our, our, our number one national bestseller, Teaching Your Children Values. And these wonderful artists, um, Marvin Payne, um, Stephen Cap Perry, and uh, just, just some wonderful artists put together the and one of the songs i'm trying to remember which of the values it goes with it starts up who are you and what are you going to do remember that one <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> so it's a big question <clears throat> who are you i wonder how you would all answer that what if you had 10 answers you can you could give 100 answers you know, it's it's interesting out in the world or in in professional circles and so on. When you say "Who are you?", um, the answer often would revolve around your occupation. Well, I'm an accountant. Well, I'm an investment counselor. I'm a doctor. I am a lawyer. I am a uh, I am a psychologist. I am a construction worker. I am. That that becomes such an important part of our identity, and it's a it's a legitimate answer. Although I doubt many people, if they were posed the question "Who are you?" and had to prioritize their answers, I wonder how many would put their their profession or their occupation first. I am a professor. Uh, is that your number one answer? Or would that be down the list somewhere? Well, I do think that sometimes we tend to forget who we are in the mess of, uh, you know, the confusion of life. There's just so much. If you're a parent, you're worried about a child. If you're in business and it's failing, you're worried about that. And we get so wrapped up in our worries and things that concern us that we don't really come back to our core and say, wait, who am I? Yeah, I can yeah. do this. In fact, one of our daughters said the funnest thing. She's always busy. She's always got stuff to do. And I had somebody just asked me to do one more thing. And I just thought, I can't do one more thing. I can't do that. And then she said, you know, I've decided I am just going to say, 
I can do this. I can. <laughs> I'm going to say yes to everything. Which which really scares me because. <laughs> but you know what? You can do more than you think you are than than you think you can. Uh, you can you can slip it in here. You can slip it in there. You can. You are a magnificent person. <laughs> Every time you say that, you have to add another answer to the question of who are you. So now, our daughter has to say, "I am a Relief Society president or whatever." <laughs> Yes. And so it can be complicated. And that's an interesting point, Linda. Maybe we should limit the, maybe instead of being able to say, hey, I can answer that question a hundred times. Maybe that's what diffuses us or, or dissipates us or distracts us. Maybe, maybe the key in life is to limit how many answers you want to give. Maybe I only Maybe I only want to have five answers to who are you. And I want to focus on those and get rid of all the others. I don't know. I mean, it's something to think about. I don't know. There's so many things that you can think of in, in doing this book is just consuming me. And then this darling boy who runs the Guadalupe school, which is, has 450 little Spanish speaking children, they need 450 packets of crayons. They need 450 packets <laughs> of paper. They need 450 back, uh, backpacks. I mean, and and he wrote and said, can you help us? And I'm like, no, but yes. Can I add on my list, I who are you? I am a helper of the Guadalupe School. <laughs> right, right. It can really get big. Now, you know, before we take a break, and then we'll dive even deeper into this three-letter lesson of who after the break. But before we take a break, the, the the word who is not only used in the question who am I or who are but but also in the question who are you and I wonder I wonder I mean is that the best question you can ask someone else we we think questions are the key to so much learning and to so much understanding and when you meet someone isn't what you really want to ask them, although you just can't come out and say it usually, you lead into it or you ask other questions that lead into it, but isn't the thing you really want to know about every person you meet, who are you? Who are you at your core? Who are you really? And instead we say, well, what do you do? Or, you know, where do you live? Or what, uh, you know, we want to get to the question, who are you? That's what we want to know about other people. It's what yeah. we want to know about ourselves. It's what we want to know about everyone. Yeah. And we'll come back in a minute and talk about that because, you know, the first person, when you're at a dinner party or something, the first thing they ask you is, what do you do? And who are and you? That may basically? be a really bad question. Yeah, Because exactly. it, it juxtapositions what you do with what you are, are. and isn't what you yeah. are the more important one. So hang in there with us. We'll be right back after a short break. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And we're back. Um, when we left off, we were just talking about how interesting it is that people so often say, what do you do? Instead of who are you? Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, it would be really interesting to give them an answer they don't expect. Um, well, you you talk to people. One of the things I admire about Linda is um, 
we get on an airplane, which we do so often, and I usually have something to do. I'm writing something. I'm trying to answer emails or whatever. And Linda, bless your heart, you have decided that the person sitting next to you is more important than anything you're going to do. And so you always seem to engage that person. Now, are you consciously thinking you want to know who that person is? What are you, what are you thinking? Are you, oh, is it the three letter lesson? Who, who are you? Who are you next to me? Yes. They're always fascinating. Always. I met a girl, um, who on one time who told me uh, she was just a cute girl sitting by me, but she ended up to be uh, somebody you would not suspect was a flight attendant. And she was just, oh, she was just having a free ride to somewhere. Yeah. But she told me all about what flight attendants have to go through, what they do, how that happens, and some fascinating things, which you just don't think about, you know, when people, you just can't have some water, you know, that you don't think about. That's what interesting though. Are... You, you were talking about the what. You were talking about what do you do? What is this? What is that? And so on. Did you ever get to the who are you? Well, you can see who they are by saying, yeah. by them telling you about their life. So, I mean, she was, she'd had a hard life. And she's not someone that you would suspect would be a flight attendant oh, because it was really hard for her to do that. And so you can see who people are when they start talking about themselves and what they've done or what they what their goals are in life and what their interests are and so on. It's just a fascinating study to me. I may be overstating this, but I would hold out the possibility that the single most important question we can ask ourselves is who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Because it leads to everything. It leads to such introspection. And again, if you were, in fact, if you're listening and you want to do an interesting exercise, just just when we're done today, take a piece of paper and write one to 10, just number one to 10 and answer the question, who am I? 10 times and, and prioritize it. You can only have 10 answers. What are the 10 most important oh, things? Oh, I thought that, you meant that write you the are. same thing 10 times. But no, you mean write. Yeah, right. You can only do 10. I, I'm, I'm guessing, and here's an important distinction. I'm guessing that in most cases, if you really put some thought into that, at least the first five answers in that prioritized list, number one to number 10, the most important thing you are, the most important answer to the question, who are you? And on down, I'm guessing, see if you agree, I'm guessing that the at least the top five would be about relationships, not about achievements. I mean, if you said, if your first answer was, I am a... I am a certified public accountant. That 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 is that is really not about relationships. That's about an achievement. That's about something you you are that you've become. Or if you said I am a tennis player, um, I am a fisherman, I am a pilot. You know those those not that those aren't important things, but I'm guessing that the top of your list, and I certainly think the top of mine would be 
similar to what you said, Linda. I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a grandfather. I'm a son. I am a spiritual sibling to everyone on the earth. Those are all relationships. Then I would guess that in the second five would come some of these very important sort of achievements. I am a graduate of such and such college or whatever. Those would probably, what do you think? Would, would, is that how, would relationships always win out over the achievements on the question, who are you? Well, I think uh, when you get people thinking about something like that, their answer can tell you a lot. About them. I mean, if you say, I'm a graduate of a university, you have to realize that that took a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every Everything that they am, wow, that's what you are? That uh, I'm just, I am a father. Oh, that is a big job. There are so many, many ins and outs and ups and downs in that. And I think if you really get into people's minds when they say that to you, it immediately smacks to me, wow, you know, that was hard. Tell me about it. Well, it's a pretty good prioritizing quiz or test if you rank order them in terms of how important they are. Now, let's go back to what we said earlier too, honey. I mean, we often say, what do you do? Hey, hi, I'm, I'm Joe. Uh, what do you do? Um, the, the problem with that, and again, I mean, it's a natural thing to say, and often you're at a professional gathering, so it's an appropriate question, but, but there is this big gap of difference between who we are and what we do. And they, they, they influence each other a great deal. But the key question is who you are. And, and, and the don't you think it's not only who are you, it's who are you becoming, yeah. right? Yeah. Who are you becoming? We have one interesting friend who, he says, I'm just tired of all this talk about authenticity and vulnerability. It's like, tell me who you are and and we we now really admire someone who says well i'm a drug addict and i've got this problem and i i have this worry and so on i'm vulnerable i i'm authentic i want you to know the real me i don't want to put on some sugar coating i i am real you know and and this guy says well <laughs> yeah that's true but I would rather tell you what I'm becoming. I'd rather give you the idealized version of myself. I'd rather say what I'm striving to be is da 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 da. I'd rather live in the in the future, in the idealized, better, growth-oriented future than I would in the present malaise of right now. Yeah, for sure. We all we all do that. Um when we think of really who we are, the next thought you have is, how am I doing at that? You know, I mean, how can I get better? Or am I miserable at this? Or how can I change? Um, there's always that too, which I think is just fascinating. You know, if you wanted to expand that little exercise, what about if you answered, and maybe I'll challenge you to do this after the, after you listen today, do get a piece of paper and write two, one through 10 numbers. And over the over the one put being, and over the other one put doing. So the first question is, who am I? 
And the second section is, what am I doing? And what if you prioritize both of them? What if on, on who am I, you put in order of the most important things that you are or, like or that. that you're striving really to be? Like that. And what about on the other list, what am I doing? You put them in order of where you spend your time. And what if number one on that by far was your job where you're maybe spending 40 hours a week, 50 hours, 60 hours a week, and then some of your hobbies and so on. How are you dividing your time? What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? And what if there was no general correlation between the lists? What if number one and two and three on, on the list of who am I, the most important things you perceive you are, what if they didn't even appear on the what am i doing where am i spending my time yeah what if they were so low on the list and what if that made us think a little more about is what i'm doing every day contributing to who i am and my priorities of who i am my priorities of who i want to be exactly i really like that i'd like to do that when we get done today because it, it tells you so much about where you really are in your life right now. Um, am I spending most of my time worrying? <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. or am I really doing something? What am I doing? And if you and if if you if somewhere on your list of who am I was I'm an author, um, and if another one was I'm a promotion agent for my friend who died and wrote a book that I'm trying to sell. <laughs> maybe that would be number 10 on the list of who you are. And maybe that would be number one on the list of what you're doing, <laughs> yeah. which is okay. I mean, no, I, but I think that, a combines, one that I think that combines pretty well because um, if you're doing something you believe in, then you're, you know, fulfilling who you are. Um, whether it's a company that yeah, you're working yeah. with, you know, we have a son who's working with a big company and, and working on international as well as uh, local. And it is a huge job. And of course, a huge amount of his, his mind is set on that. But I think this particular child is very spiritual, well, very in tune with what's going on around him and, and has a really amazing ability to keep focused on what's really important. And which way would the arrow point? In other words, does does who you are impact what you do or does what you do impact who you are? Well, of course, the arrow goes both ways. And, and the question is, which is the means and which is the end, right? Is when when all is said and done and our lives are over, is it about what we've done or about who we are, what we've become? And you've probably heard this, this old phrase, it's kind of an interesting question, the difference between the resume values or the resume um, list, the resume values and the, um, what do you call it in, in a funeral? The, uh, the obituary values or the, the uh, eulogy values right, right? yeah and so oftentimes the resume values are i accomplished this i accomplished this i graduated from this college i did this job i 
they're all they're all things you do and the the uh but the, at the funeral they're going to be the things you were the things you became so the 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 difference between and the interaction between what you do and who you are is pretty powerful let us just share one little personal thing we when we when we do our planning sessions the two of us and we try to do them every Sunday. We just believe in Sunday. We're going to do a show soon on the Sabbath day and how incredibly powerful it can be. But in those, those planning sessions, we sort of divide ours into four categories. You just might find this interesting. There's the outer, which is our investments or our profession or our writing or the things we're doing in our careers and so on. And then there's even the outer outer, which is, things we want to influence, but we have no direct control over. Like we're trying to get a politician to do something or we're trying to influence the outcome of some issue. So that's the outer outer. Then the outer is our career, the things we can influence outside the home, the outer. Then the inner is our family, our children, our marriage, the things that happen inside our home. And we, we always remind ourselves that the inner is more important than the outer. But then what I'm getting to is there is a fourth one, the inner inner, which is our own characters, our own, the right. answer to this question we're talking about today. Who are you? <laughs> who am I? Who do I want to become? And I think that's a pretty powerful, important thing to consider every week. Absolutely. So before we wrap this up, I do have to say just at the end, thank you to many of you who have said you have bought this book. You know who <laughs> you are. You're going to start where you end. No, because I am going to start where you started. But this is a book that is about what we're talking about. Who are you? This is a magnificent writer, but she also tells about who she is because of her childhood, because of the love of a big family, because how, how all that happened. It really does mm. help you think about who you are. My seventh summer. And by the way, I'll, uh, I'll end where I started too. No Division Among You, this book of essays from Deseret Book, really probes the question when you think about it. Absolutely. Because it's about, you know, can we be diverse and very different from each other and yet still be unified in terms of the important things in life, the values in life? So there's a couple of books for you to read and a lot of thoughts about the question, who, the three-letter lesson of who. Please do some pondering and maybe try a couple of those exercises, one to ten. Hope we've given you something to think about, and thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Fires on the Road. Bye till then. Bye.